0: This episode is about habit breaking, welcoming the inconvenience, tapping into your minimalistic side, and resisting the urge to do what feels normal. It's also just another excuse to talk about Halloween and all things fall. Hello! Welcome to Earth Care Mini. I'm your host, Sarah Christie, and I'm on a mission to make climate change an approachable and not-so-overwhelming conversation for everyone. Now, normally, this is the podcast where we meet climate heroes, activists, experts, entrepreneurs, and get their take on how we can help save the planet. And that's still the case, but since we all need to be involved with climate action and the climate crisis is happening as we speak, I wanted to share some of the lessons that... I've learned, I am unlearning, and I'm still learning with respect to this planet and the people on it. The lessons are big, but the episodes are many. Think of them as two-bite brownie-sized episodes for the planet. We're here. We've made it to fall. It's the absolute best time of year. Depending on where you live, you might be able to open some windows and finally feel that breeze. The leaves might be changing. Everything just looks nicer. Like The weekend said in his song Starboy, I come alive in the fall time. In fact, as I record this, not even ashamed about this, I literally made a pumpkin spice latte at home. And I have it beside me. Going into stores right now, it's probably the most fun because it's all Halloween everything. I'm going to try and paint this picture for you so you can gauge just how much I love Halloween. If you're the type of person who loves Christmas, it's how you feel when you watch that first Christmas movie of the season. You know, the one that just sets the tone. It's time to celebrate. You have your PJs on, your hot chocolate in arm's reach. Might even be decorating a gingerbread house while you watch. If you decorate on November 1st, early November... This is all me, but with Halloween. My decorations go out September. I decided that time moves way too fast as adults, so one month isn't an adequate amount of time to enjoy decorations. So going into stores right now, it's like opening a door to all of the potential new fun that I can have. New decorations that might make my house look more festive. New fall mugs that say, dead inside until coffee with a picture of a ghost on it, that might somehow miraculously make my coffee taste better. I want it all. Problem is, there's just no way that that is a sustainable mindset. For me, this is fall and Halloween, right? But for you, this might be shoes, purses, hats, stuff for the patio, Christmas decorations, all of which was at one point extracted from our natural resources to feed our need to buy. I used to kick off every Halloween season of my working adult life with a trip to a couple of stores to check out this year's Halloween collection. You know, Is there anything that I want to bring home and then I would treat myself? to a couple of new items. In my head, it was celebrating the things that bring me joy. Haven't we earned some joy? As I got deeper into learning about sustainability, though, it became quite clear that what brings me joy has a heck of a lot of repercussions. Let's break some of them down. First of all, what I'm going after here is seasonal, which I immediately means there's a fast turnover. It's mass-produced. Just get the product out there for the season and make that money. The reason sustainable fashion is also called slow fashion is because it takes more time to create something sustainably. If thousands of little cauldron paperweights suddenly pop up on shelves for two months and then disappear, I'm going to guess there was nothing slow about how they were made. So what does that mean? Chemicals? Oil? Water waste during the building of the product, the packaging of it, transportation emissions from the trucks that are getting all of this product out there and into stores for that short duration of time. Then, depending on what you buy, is it cheaply made? Is it going to break after a month and then end up in a landfill? Suddenly, you find yourself back in the store trying to replace it, and you're just stuck in that vicious cycle of thinking you need to buy. There's also absolutely no way to trace the working conditions of the employees who made all of these decorations, but... If it's similar to the fast fashion industry, which I'm guessing it is because it's seasonal, that's a huge problem. True Cost Documentary, if you haven't watched it before, is an incredible resource to learn more about that. So yes, buying new, fun, cute Halloween fall things brings me a ton of joy. But at what cost? And again, for me, it's Halloween, but I challenge you to think of your Halloween equivalent while I get into this next part because we're going to go deep. Okay. Joy. Do you ever wonder why our brains are so wired to think that shopping is going to bring us joy? There are so many funny and relatable posts about this online. It's literally called retail therapy, right? I especially love the posts about people going to plant stores to buy a new plant that will magically solve all of their life problems. I've been there. I've tried that. But stick with me here. If we keep defaulting to shopping as a way to solve our problems – it's clearly not working. It's a momentary rush or escape from something else. Maybe it's a lifestyle that we're chasing or an email that we're trying to avoid. Maybe it is as simple as, hey, I'm happy right now, but I'm pretty sure if I buy this thing, I'll be even happier and that's great. But whenever we accept that handing over our credit card is the only option, there is someone very high up kicking their feedback as we put money into their bank account. And I'm going to take a wild guess and say that, They don't care about the amount of water that was wasted to create these products or that most of it will inevitably end up in a landfill. They successfully marketed joy and we validated it by giving them our money. What is my new approach to feeding this obsession with Halloween? I've had to get creative with joy. Now, some of this might sound silly, but it's helped me. So I'm going to share it all in the event that some of this works for you too. It's also really helpful to remember that not impulse shopping means saving money. And in this time of inflation, who the heck is going to argue with that? When you go shopping, have a list. Bring that list with you. When you stray from that list, ask yourself, do I really need this? Picture yourself in a week holding the item that you did impulsively buy. How has it benefited you? At any point, did you laugh or shake your head at the fact that you actually bought it? Did you bring it home only to realize that you had something similar and you didn't need to spend your money on it? Do I really need this? Think about how stores are set up now. I mean, we're in line. We're agreeing to spend money on whatever we went to that store for. But first, before we do that, we have to go through Temptation Maze, filled with items that are so tiny, which immediately makes them look cute, but we'd absolutely never need. Never in my life have I been in such a dire situation where the only solution was a wine glass holder for my shower. But according to several checkout lines, that's what I'm missing most in life. They're everywhere. Do I really need this? pick up the item, put it in your card or basket, and keep it there while you wander around the store grabbing the things that are actually on your list. Sometimes that 20-minute walk around the store with the item is all the time that you needed with it, and by then you've talked yourself out of impulse mode, and you're okay with putting it back. You had time to remember that, hey, you have three other purses at home, or it's almost the end of patio season, and you don't need another garden gnome, or maybe you thought of the groceries that you still need to grab, and you're going to use the $20 on the groceries instead. Before you impulse buy, just take a step back. Hey, even hold the item while you take a step back if you think it's really going to help, but just give it a minute. With Halloween decorations, there are a handful of stores right now that have the best selection. Window shopping, though has actually become a part of my Halloween tradition. I will literally go to a store with a friend. We make a fun trip out of it. We look at all the new items. We talk about how much we love Halloween and then go get food or head home and put on Beetlejuice. Instead of impulse shopping, I turned it into this opportunity to get out of the house, to catch up with a friend maybe, and people watch. It turns out seeing Halloween decorations and seeing other people enjoy them is just as fun. Adja Barber, writer, sustainable fashion consultant – shared this really great piece of advice when talking about fighting the urge to buy new clothes. She suggested making a Pinterest board of items that you want to buy. So it's as if you're online shopping. You're there, you're spending time staring at what you in the moment love. You're pinning it to your board. You're creating this collection. But by the time that's all done, that might've been truly all the time you needed with those items. And if it's not, you then have time to consider a more eco-friendly alternative. Do I still buy new fall and Halloween things? Yes and no. They're technically new to me, but now I just keep an eye out in thrift stores for that kind of stuff. So not technically new as a whole. So can you buy secondhand? Can you look on Facebook Marketplace or keep an eye out at garage sales or maybe check out local small vendors that might have something similar? Marketing is strategically created knowing that the fast-paced impulse shopping is a thing. So anytime we challenge that, We're back in the driver's seat and choosing to use our purchasing power to send a message. Can you swap out your impulse to shop with something that doesn't require extraction? You know, load up your toolbox with other tools. I'll use fall as an example here. So instead of shopping, maybe I'll go for a walk and check out all the leaves that are changing or look at other people's Halloween decorations that they have out on display. Maybe I'll message a friend and go to a local pumpkin patch. But okay, if your thing is you love clothes, for instance, Can you plan an afternoon to look at your closet? Do an audit of what you have. How many new outfits can you create with the items that you already have? Maybe a pair of pants you have actually looks great with three of your sweaters, but you only ever default to wearing it with the one. Suddenly, hey, you have two brand new outfits and you didn't have to shop. Make a list of what you have and maybe don't have but is on your wish list so you aren't constantly bringing home the same items. Our eyes are generally pulled towards the things that we like, right? Which means if you like black, your wardrobe is probably full of black items and you don't need any more. You're good. Play dress up. Take pictures and post them on Instagram if that's what's going to help satisfy the need to go out and shop just for fun. Find other ways to have fun. Think about it. In TV commercials or posters for stores, no one is frowning. They aren't sad while they're shopping. We're constantly being told that to be happy, we need to spend and buy new things. Well, get this. I watched Hocus Pocus three times this year, and every time it brought me joy, and it was free. Another trick is to ask yourself where you're going to store it. Do I have room for this item in my space? Am I going to be frustrated when I can't shut the box or the cupboard because this new thing is barely being squeezed in there? If that's the case, then it sounds like you're spending money on a headache, and that's just a really bad idea. We're still going to shop. But this is about trying to be more mindful with where and how we spend. Everything we buy came from somewhere and at some point was extracted from our natural resources, which are finite. There's packaging involved that we have to throw out, fuel from shipping these items around the world, microplastics that will likely end up in our water, and chemicals holding it together, which I'm sure aren't safe to be polluting. Was the person who made the item properly paid? treated fairly? Was this product tested on an animal? So yes, my brain is telling me that this coffee mug with a witch on it will definitely make my life so much better. But if I take a step back and I just think about the real cost of that mug, is it worth it? Do I really need it? My challenge to you is to think about your Halloween items equivalent, whatever that is, and then come up with one single way to replace that urge to go out and buy with a free alternative. Take time to check back in, too. Did it hit the spot? What were the benefits to that alternative? Did I save money? Did I save time because I didn't have to trek to the store? Embrace the positives. And then tell me about it. Hey, sharing your idea might help someone else spark an idea for them as well. There are a lot of well-paid marketing execs telling us that we need to spend money to be happy. But ultimately, we get to decide whether or not that's true. Thank you so much for checking out EarthCare and letting this podcast be a part of your day. It really does mean so much to me. Don't forget to hit follow or subscribe, whatever that button is on the device that you're listening to this episode on. Then you'll know when new episodes are out. And if you have time, leave a review. I would love to know what's on your mind, what's been clicking with you, what topics we should cover next. As I'm behind the scenes gathering the next round of interviews, those reviews are a big help with that as well. So I really do appreciate that. We can also connect online at EarthCareShow on Instagram, on TikTok, and EarthCareShow.com for more information. I'll talk to you later.